0: Hey everybody, Patrick here, and I'm hopping on this morning before the episode drops to formally announce our live show happening August 29th, a Sunday in Los Angeles to celebrate the first anniversary, the first birthday, the Dole John Chi, if you will, of the John Chi show. As listeners will know, Nathan, KJ, and myself have never met before And thanks to our producer, Jerry, one, we now have the opportunity to do so. And we are really, really excited uh, to be able to go out to L.A. to get into the heart of K-Town and to mix it up uh, with each other for the first time. Um, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be amazing. Um, and even better, we wanted to open up this, uh, opportunity to you, the listeners who have supported us this entire year, who have made this trip and really the entire show possible. Um, so on August 29th, we are going to be doing a live recording of the John Cheese Show and then having a Korean barbecue dinner afterwards. I don't think I have to say anything else, but I will. This event is going to be an incredible, uh, the first time that we've done a live show together in person, uh, and the first time that we're going to be doing it for an audience. So really excited about this opportunity. Uh, tickets for this event are going to be $80, and you can go sign up right now and register for this event at johnshishow.com backslash live. You can fill out the registration form there, and then make sure that you join the After Party on Facebook because that's where you're going to get the most exclusive updates on what's going on with the show, including the specific details and that like uh, the location. And now I am stumbling over my words like I have forgotten what I'm supposed to say. However, it is fine because that is the content that the John Chi show people come to the show for. So with no further ado, let's get on with the show.
1: that's a new theme song. <laughs> new transition. All right. Let's
2: go. Okay.
1: You're listening to the John Key Show, hosted by three Korean American adoptees diving headfirst into what it means to be adopted, Korean American, and more. And now, here's your host, Nathan, Patrick, and KJ. Welcome back to the John Chi Show. This is Nathan, one of your hosts for another solo episode by myself. Oh, wait, no. Actually, sorry. KJ and Patrick oh, are here, too. It's G- not G- that kind of solo.
0: It's not that, that, kind, of show, it's not that kind of solo. Your other
1: favorite host. The other host. The the more important hosts.
0: The other and the host. actual favorite. Judging by one poll we ran one time. Judging by one poll
2: where Patrick just asked himself, hey, Who is the best host on the John Chi Show, Patrick? And Patrick said, "Patrick, the one Patrick where Patrick Patrick created a
0: bunch of fake profiles on Facebook and voted for himself,
2: and then he got banned forever because Facebook (laughs) thought he was a Russian bot, but matter of national security." But we are back
1: for another episode. We're not doing episode (laughs) numbers, but this is a solo. And
2: uh, look, they can look at their devices; they'll see what episode you'll see the number.
1: But uh, before we get into that, uh, KJ, what does John Chi mean and why are we called the John Chi Show?
2: Uh, We're called the John Chi Show because that's what we decided to call ourselves (laughs) after going through a rigorous uh, polling process between the three of us about which Korean word that we didn't know was going to resonate best with us. And we were like, I don't know, they're all basically gibberish to us. But upon (laughs) translating it, we found that John Chi was the one that really helped us elevate our ethos as who we were. Because janchi means to feast or to celebrate, and that's what we're here to do. So whether we're celebrating the first year of a child's life, or we're celebrating uh, our journeys as Korean adoptees, as Korean Americans, as people in the universe, we're just here to have a good time, have some laughs, tell some stories, learn about Korean culture, and try some Korean corn. Hey yo,
0: yeah, Korean
2: corn!
0: <laughs> I don't know why I did that. I, <laughs> I'm in party mode. It's I guess. in there forever. Okay. He's just... <laughs> Patrick's oh. getting crazy. I know I'm editing these, so I gotta throw a bunch of stuff in. <laughs>
1: just so you have to, you have to like, do I, I keep this in more... or do I take it out? Uh,
0: I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah, you gotta. Not by by that. Anyways, you were saying,
1: Nathan? <laughs> I was going to say, we are back for this episode with our Korean Culture Dictionary. Um, we have been going through these for our solo shows, and we've been enjoying what we've learned, because there is a lot of great information in this book. Um, it is uh, by Woo Sung Kang. Uh, and it's edited by Edward Leary, and it just has all kinds of really good information in it. So, we've talked about Kim Chi, we've talked about uh, family structure, bowing, we've talked about, uh, I mean, go back and listen. We've, we've <laughs> it's,
0: I we don't have, even, re- go back and we tell the teeth catalog. I don't remember.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, Patrick, what are we talking about today?
0: So, today we are talking about Jung and Han. Did I say that right? Am I pronouncing that correctly? Zheng. Jung, Jung, Jung. Jung. I don't. Jung, Jung. Jung.
1: That's how I was pronouncing it in my head when I was reading it. Jung. (laughs)
0: Um, I thought it was so. I thought it was interesting, Jung in particular, because I have looked into Han. I've been read. I've read about Han and listened to some other things about it, and um, really resonate with that concept. Um, but I liked how in of a what I said. Wow, what a Korean. (laughs) I know really <laughs> totally. That's how I knew. That's how I knew. Those are um, time. Hanji, you're like so Korean. <laughs> I am totally Han. I'm so totally Han right now. Um, Bro, stop fun malling me. <laughs> so I thought I and I thought the thing, <laughs> the thing about Han that I think is um, really interesting is that it is so hard to define. If you ask or read any book that talks about it, it has probably a different definition or variation on some sort of definition of either deep feeling or some sort of revenge type thing, potentially. Um, My favorite definition has been a loss of identity. Uh, I really like that of Han, but uh, reading about Jung first, I thought that was very interesting because it talks about that being the most mysterious concept and hard to define word in Korean uh, culture. Um, And I had like, I was like, i never even heard of this. I'm like, I don't even know what this is. And so, my understanding of it, uh, reading through kind of the story of Maria who was visiting, um, Maria. I got I saw, like I saw that coming. <laughs> that it's like the sense of like like courtesy kind and extreme. politeness, or but like extreme familiarity and mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and self, but like a familiarity in a selfless sense. I thought that's kind of what I took from it. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think about? Jung, did you know what that was before reading about it, or and nope. if so, what did, what was it to
1: you? Um, <clears throat> I was unclear of what it was, and I was happy that they put examples and not just tried to explain it. I mean, if you sure. in they if they start with saying this is something that is hard to explain, and then they try to explain it, it it's you know that doesn't really it's probably well, like going to be hard to explain. Use so, a
0: story, so right person. exactly. That made so it a lot better.
1: Use a storyline. Use what you can. I yeah, <laughs> kind of put yourself in her. F- Feet and go, oh, okay. So this is what it would feel like. So I like that.
0: That um, classic saying, put your, put yourself in their feet. Put, put, <laughs> put yourself in my shoes. That's what I meant. Sorry. That's staying in. That's uh, staying in for sure. Anyways, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> put
2: yourself in their feet. <laughs> Amazing.
1: Oh, my gosh. But uh, I like those examples because um, it did. It gave a little impression that it was kind of um, family- Culturally, um, you know, sensitivity, family uh, feeling, even though you're not family, it's like it's just very open generosity, welcomeness, um, but um, but also used in times of like, um, you know, some awkward situations like the the one where she was eating in front of somebody else. And even though she had asked the person if they were hungry, she didn't offer them a bite or anything. And they said, wow, you're totally not. Jung, you know, kind of a thing. So you,
0: abs- you absolutely have no Jung. You have
1: no Jung. Yeah. So because she was a foreigner, and you know, he was expecting maybe a little, little bite of
2: whatever she had. She was a skater boy. He said, "See you later." boy. <laughs> actually, it's
0: reversed because she said that to the food, and then he said, "See yeah. you later" to her because she had no Jung. Like I'm not
2: perfect, okay. <laughs> um, I think so. Here's here's interesting because it, I don't know that Jung has ever actually.
0: Define. I keep pronouncing it incorrectly. I think.
2: Um, Jong. Well, it's because it's the name of uh, the the Choi, no, the Kim in Kim's Convenience. It's the old Oh brother, yeah, Jong. Jong. So, but Jong. It, so Um, uh, I think what's interesting is I put it into Google Translate, and the first translation is tablet. <laughs> uh, and here's just a list of alternate translations because there's no Hanja, right? So it, it, sure. you're like, just the <laughs> standalone word; it can mean anything. So there's tablet, chisel, quiet set with two t's what the heck is that <coughs> boat Joke. justice feeling essence unit of distance arbor spirit gong net amount and then as an adverb it could mean really and fourth so the huh. definitions are all over the place
0: i would um, say fourth is very the most similar definition to what you're this ridiculous. was ridiculous sorry <laughs> it's i not not even think a it good is. joke I wasn't. Being, I was being serious. Why How fourth? Do
2: you fourth is the most. No, oh, no, no. Like no. fourth is isn't like fourth place. Oh, I thought you meant yeah. like
0: fourth, like to go fourth. And this like, is why we I have like, Hunja,
2: because <laughs> in English, when you just say words, if you don't have the Chinese <laughs> behind it, then you don't. If know you don't spell which... the word out, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't yeah, yeah spell exactly.
0: it out before. I don't Man,
1: English is so hard. <laughs> yeah, it is. The Thank hardest goodness language. for the Chinese yeah. yep. that helps us with the
0: the homonyms.
2: All right, sorry. Yeah. So anyways, so I just thought that that was interesting because it's not really defined, except it's like a, I don't know. I guess I, so this sentence makes the most sense to me on 68. It says, uh, Jung has been the glue that kept the Korean people together through history, looking after each other and helping each other, even without explicit request. Yes. So I think it's like this really wonderful sense of like, community obligation um i know that we've talked a number of times on our podcast now about filial piety but i think there is a, a sense of like communal piety and a sense of the collective that i think is really beautiful about Zhang and can definitely understand it being like heavy-handed being like why are you doing this and like imposing yourself on a situation where i don't actually want you here but um i think it's a really nice concept
0: well i mean Korea is like traditionally or historically very nationalistic too. You know, mm-hmm. like they have all those principles of being very pure blood and all of this, not to like throw labels around even though I just threw one, I <laughs> <Not> guess. But <that, laughs> Yeah, not to
2: dip into Harry Potter land, but yeah, you know uh, you know how it be. <laughs> and we've talked
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, though exactly. We have talked a lot about how they you know, the Koreans are very family oriented and feel very warm and open and friendly, even, you know, to adoptees or other people where they, you know, at times when they find out that you're an adoptee, they, they want to help you and stuff like that. So um, at least, you know, the ones I've met, I guess, here. I was going to say, not to deny
0: not the experiences of the of opposite.
1: happen exactly. And there are those that, as well. And again, because I don't know. definitely happen. It could definitely be both ways as far as the um, the type of people that are either more modern or set in their older ways, traditional ways. So um but it, it talked about it being used in um, Korean dramas. I don't watch Korean dramas and stuff. Have you guys seen that or heard that word in, in it all?
0: Well, I feel like I've heard the word "jong," but I feel like it's what, what KJ has been like when he was like, there's a hundred million definitions of this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I think it's probably that. I've just seen it like offhandedly part of another word. And mm-hmm. it probably did not mean what this book was trying to say it meant. Or this mm-hmm. book is like talking about uh the traditional
2: oh actually there is a list of translations here it's affection intimacy sharing generosity love emotional bond so it is kind of it's like the opposite of han um Mm -hmm. in that you know like han is like sorrow deep regret uh pain anger that comes out of you know what i mean um so i i like actually that korean um has these words like i don't know growing up especially in like literature classes you always hear about like well the german term for this is you know whatever the french term for this is whatever and like and they like there's not an english equivalent so that we just say the german or the french word and so i wish that like i mean for us i think as we have journeyed uh, in our you know understanding our identities i think that these are becoming more words for us but like i like that sometimes it's just easier to just say Zhong or Han, you know, oh, mm-hmm. to explain, like, this is just, like, the mood that we're in. Like, our particular vibe is Zhong or Han. Yeah. Uh, and, and just to then make that a shorthand, you know, um, for, like, yeah, it's, like, it's a type of caring for each other or emotional bond. It's not, like, love in the romantic sense, but right. just, like, a a love and respect and dignity for, like, you're a human, I'm a human, therefore... Like I have, uh, because you exist in my community, I have kind of a responsibility Mm -hmm. um, to care for you and to make sure that you're okay, you know? Um, So I think that it can be really nice and also could definitely stray to be like, why, why, (laughs) why are you doing
0: this? I like the communal part of it. And Mm -hmm. I, but I I, I like the communal part of all these terms, like Jong and Han are both like communal things. And while it talks about, you know, these aren't just Korean, these don't think, these things don't, exemplify specifically korean feelings or attitudes but these are the korean ways of like like this is how this is in in korea and Mm -hmm. like you just said you know on our journeys like in working to reclaim these things like to be able to now classify like our bond or whatever that whatever else the case may be with jong or like i'm feeling han like i'm feeling han by nathan right now um, I don't know why. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just looked at his face and I was like, "He's looking very stoic." He's giving nice. me Han. I was I was um, just
1: reflecting on the word. <laughs> no. I was trying to come his up with other ideas. Stoicism
0: was giving you deep
2: sorrow or anger. I was well, no, I, I was being
1: contemplative. I was thinking uh, about the Jung. I was thinking like I don't know, it's like like a good neighbor. State Farm is State there. Farm is there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dang it, that is not Jung. But it's <laughs> not though?
2: It's not, uh, no. not it's not
0: not that. It's
1: not not that. That's what I was all thinking. Right. I was like, it's in a neighborly love in a way too.
0: But that is actually very true. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Doesn't have any. I think it's it's
2: really nice. I think the, the maybe the more <laughs> familiar thing is um, Patrick. You talked in an earlier episode, and we've just kind of talked around like the way that Koreans use family terms to mm. relate to non-family members. You know, like so Ooh, in Jen yeah. book, where she describes uh, like being an adoptee and being opa, but like oh. you can't call anybody else opa, and you know all that stuff, and you're like. I don't really understand, but I get that it's more than what you're letting on to. Like, it does technically mean big brother, but it has a lot of like subtler implications. I think in those subtler implications is where you see sometimes some of the zhong, you know, it's like, right. like, I think just to, it is uniquely powerful to say like, you're my brother and I will care for you like a brother to somebody with whom you actually have no um, blood relationship with beyond maybe like you're in the same nation or, you know, whatever like that. Like, it's just a, There's just not that sense of, I mean, communal identity, obviously, in America, because we're super individualistic, but, like, there's not that sense of, like, um, devotion and, like, promise to care for each other, you know, sometimes even in our own family structures, and so I think, like, it's really powerful to see that, like, that Korean as a language and as a society has words to describe both korean uh sorry both communal affection and like promise to care for each other and also communal like anger and grief and resentment i think speaks a lot to like korea over time you know and like how much the the society has evolved to say like these are intrinsically parts of our language and parts of who we are
0: very yin yang yeah something that made me really sad thinking about this was thinking about like when i've experienced this feeling and the only times that i can really think about it being super overpowering is like a sports event like a sporting event like uh, when the yeah. cubs won the world series like that and you're like, like, hugging this it, rando? like that's jung right there like yeah, that is exactly. jung right that's there a, like that's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. i was like but then, but then i was like that's really sad that the times that i think about that that concept is in relation to something that really has nothing to do with anything important uh especially when it comes to like community and like mm-hmm thinking about it in that way, but I do know if, and like to think about it, I do know just by looking out in the world that there are these things happening where there is Jung and these yeah. communities and I want to be a part of that, so. Maybe
1: we can classify this as like to a point in adoption Jung, like, you know, the community and the feeling that we all share with each other and what we've gotten from other adoptees um, is, is in a way like, you know.
2: Yeah, I think that that's definitely accurate that yeah. you, like anytime I meet another adoptee, especially if they are... Um, like behind quote unquote, or I guess newer to the journey of, you know, coming out of the fog. And if they are Asian adoptees, I'm like, let me be your opa, Like I will be, or like maybe Sherpa is a, yeah. a, a different term, you know, but like, I will guide you as much as I can for as long as I have capacity to do so, you know, cause I know that this journey is hard. Like, I'm just like, oh, you're a part of my community. I think that you find it in support groups in religious communities. And you, like, there are so many ways that like this can be expressed, certainly in sporting events uh like i have this with like the whole liverpool football club fan Mm -hmm. base around like i'll sing all of the chants stomping around the house and sarah like knows them now but like she doesn't really know them but like i sing them enough that she like kind of knows them like you know what i mean but it's just like i know that there are people all around the world singing the same dumb songs to virgil van dyke or whatever and you're just like all right great here we go so but there yeah there is that that Jung. so yeah um also i would say Han is probably the best way to describe the feel of my song "Don't Let Me Go." Mm-hmm. Uh, there you go. It's like sad and, but it's like based out of anger, and it's like, yeah, it's just a, it's a particular, unique kind of moodiness. So, and I think that we, especially as adoptees, mm-hmm. feel that and and get that. But um, not to say that it is specific to adoptees or any people group. I think we all feel Han whether or not we have the word for it.
1: Yeah, the book didn't even mention adoptees, and of course. <laughs> In its definition of on, and I was kind of curious if, if, uh, you know, how many adoptees either know the word, talk about the word or um, use it as part of their uh, definition of of what they're feeling.
0: So that's what I thought was really interesting is that there's just a single page, not even really a full page dedicated to this. Concept that is so dominant. Like, I had not heard of Jung, but I had heard of Han a Mm -hmm, lot. mm -hmm. And I heard about it first in the adoptee community Um, because I think what is um, so resonant with Han, and I've talked about this uh, podcast episode, this lecture before on the show, but the Korea Society put one up about Han uh, and the origin and the history. From Professor Michael D. Shin And he's the one that When I listen to that Just like change my whole viewpoint on Like what it means to be Korean Or connected to the culture and the people in that way Because it's like He defined it as a loss of identity And it's not just like It's easy to feel like An individualized sense of uh, a loss of identity But what makes it so Korean Or like really Really uh, resonant in Korea Is the fact that this is a country of you know, people have gone through loss a lot through mm-hmm. ho- occupation and imperialism and war and even in fighting because this is a country that's divided. So mm-hmm, yeah. they have that right now, even they're fighting for their identity. And I thought and it's like that's how that's how all the people can feel that. And especially for adoptees, you know, we're like it's like that's the compound of that loss because it, but even not even that though, that's what I'm learning too. like second and third and fourth generation, uh, Korean Americans who grow up here share very similar sentiments of like not being Asian enough and not feeling connected enough. Uh, and it's this loss of identity. Mm -hmm. And I just thought, I think that's something I've really been hearing a lot more over the last, or maybe not hearing more, but seeing like actually be like being privy to over the last couple months is this story of, uh, the families of immigrants really struggling in a lot of the same ways that we have as adoptees. Not the same and not a comparison of our struggles, um, but just that they have experiences that are have similar through lines as we do. Yeah, I mean,
2: that's what I was saying where like, um, you know, once I got my head out of my own belly button and uh, was like done just like thinking about myself, you know, because I, I had spent so long navel gazing and spent so long being like, oh, I'm not Asian enough and whatever. And so like, didn't interact with the broader Asian-American community. Did you say
1: navel-gazing?
2: I did say navel-gazing, yes. I don't Uh, know what that means.
1: I don't either. I'm having a visual of that.
2: Staring into one's navel, you know?
0: (laughs) I thought you meant you stuck your head so far up your butt that you were looking at your stomach. I really did think that's what you meant. (laughs) And you were trying to, like, PG it. And I was like, no, okay, that's All just right. uh,
2: you know, growing up in a conservative church. That's just the language I was given. It's <laughs> the language that. that I use. They I was like, totally so are, we t- are we
1: also talking about like oranges or? <laughs> <desert?"> okay, okay.
2: <laughs> what I'm saying <laughs> like is, uh, once I got out of my own head and like really like like what you were saying, Patrick. Like once you're kind of able to step out of like, oh woe is me, I'm not Asian enough, and then you interact with other Asian Americans, especially. Uh, the more historic Asian American families, ones who've been here for two, three, four, five, seven generations, you're like, oh, they feel just as disconnected from their heritage culture as we do for different reasons, but it's a similar disconnect. It's a similar like, you know, imposter syndrome almost. Even though like it's um, arguably in our blood more than you know, like fourth generation Asian Americans, you're like, oh, we still kind of share this whatever, and and that's why like I, I was so. Um, relieved i guess to find that like i guess just a part of being a diaspora community is this shared sense of loss you know and i think han really speaks to the recent um turmoil i guess for korean identity you know like that it is so it was literally just the last century that um, korea got colonized by japan freed from japan and then colonized by america and now is like split in half you know what i mean like they're like there's so much and i think what happened because i know that there's some debate over whether it's an anachronistic term or not but i think what happened was somebody said like oh koreans you have this han and then like (laughs) the whole nation was just like yes that is the word and i (laughs) think that's why it's become so popular recently is because like there is so much grief and pain and Mm -hmm. loss of identity and tragedy recently that we're all well however you find yourself you're just like oh yeah this is exactly how i feel
0: so Mm -hmm. That's funny you say that because that's what he talks about. You know, it seems like such an ancient thing, like the feeling or the concept. And it kind of is, but the way it's used and the way it's described now is very is more modern because it's like the 1900s and up to really like because it's been that period of time where all this has happened.
2: Yeah. So speaking of uh, recent and ancient things, let's (laughs) take a minute and debrief. This whole section, this whole Yu-Gi-Oh! section of Confucianism and how, like, it's been, like, a really deep dive into Korean culture, and the next section of the book is going to be food, but what's been, like, your biggest takeaway from this last chunk of the Korean culture dictionary? Nathan, why don't you kick us off?
1: Mm. Uh, I like hearing about all these these deep-rooted emotions and things that it starts off with that people might be feeling or thinking about, not just adoptees, but, you know, any Korean... um, or anyone who's looking into Korean culture, I mean, to understand, you know, why the K-dramas maybe are so, uh, you know, the way they are and why, um, you know, people do the, the traditional things that they do, bows and um, family structures, and then have these emotions on the back end of it, of this uh, Jung and, and Han. It just really puts it all together and puts just more substance to uh, the culture, which has been great for me. Um, you know, I'm definitely excited to get to the food part as well. But, uh, this is, uh, this has been good to give a little back backstory for the
0: listeners at home. Nathan had the <laughs> biggest smile on his face. He's like, he's like, I'm excited to get to the food part now.
1: I mean, to be fair, they did <laughs> start like with kimchi at some point. So that was kind of snuck in there as yeah, a teaser. Food. That yeah. was like a teaser right. of what's to come, but well, cause um, it's so yeah.
0: important. It's so important. It is. But it makes sense that it would lead into this section about Yu-Gi-Oh, and I think the thing that I took the most from it was actually really similar to Nathan—a more full understanding, more full understanding of the culture and why certain things are the way they are and uh how they got to be that way and kind of how they're changing. Um, I think. I think what I really, I think what I like about this book, and I think we talked about this in the last episode, was the approachability of of it, of the way that it sets everything out for you. And I think it's a good primer for diving deeper into the concepts that we learn about. And I think you, yeah. this, this section in particular is important because as you mentioned it, two solo episodes ago, uh, KJ about Minju and about being fluent fools uh, and not knowing the culture, knowing the language, but not knowing the culture behind it. Um, I think this is a great stepping stone for that. And this section in particular uh, is a good way, a good entryway into a lot of what Korean society is today,
2: yeah, I think I mean, I'm the same as y'all i like there's so much about Korean culture that through watching k dramas or reading about it or like even trying to learn the language through talk to me in Korean, like talk to me in Korean is really good because they like also give some kind of cultural tidbits here and there, um and so especially the somegamgodian the three cardinal principles and oh, yeah. five ethical norms mm-hmm. like like that like very beginning part of the Oh, the confucianism in korean and understanding like just because like confucianism versus um age of enlightenment deism are, like i feel like they couldn't be further apart you know um mm-hmm. so like where america was founded with the age of enlightenment and reason and deism and then Korea being a much older but then B having these deeply rooted confucianism principles that guide the people I was like I like I I know generally some korean etiquette and things like that but like hearing like the thing that like the pillars basically that korea is rooted on you know and the where then it evolves to now and especially i think some of the cognitive dissonance of south korea being postmodern and being like so heavily influenced by america but then still having these deeply rooted Confucianism principles is actually a really nice mirror to what we as Korean adoptees go through, especially being raised in America, where it's like we're American and we're trying to take on more Koreanness, and Koreans are Korean, obviously taking on more Americanness, you know. And so it's like just trying to find the balance and the shakeout of that has been really interesting. So yeah, it's been really cool. And then I just feel like that does help me have a, a deeper understanding and a richer understanding behind like some of the etiquette and the traditions and things like that even while I'm trying to uh grasp the language a little bit more or enjoy the foods or you know whatever. And then I'm excited because the rest of the book just seems really fun and light and uh yeah. yeah. Well, uh,
1: on that note, it, not completely. So the the book is starting out with some foundation. Uh it is definitely going to give a basis of, you know, uh, definitions and things that you need to know about the culture, but it does go into food, but it also goes into funerals. It goes into, um, uh, it goes into weddings. It goes into money and other items that just kind of gives more backstory about things that the, the culture does. And it, I think that's good to know those, the the topics that we're talking about now, before we get into those things on, Oh, well, that makes sense why you would bow this way at, at a funeral mm. or at a wedding and things like that. So, um other than just touching on those later but yeah there's, there's a lot of stuff in this this book i mean it's gonna go into uh i mean i was browsing through you know history yeah, and things like that
0: weddings that weddings funerals and money you know that's the yeah top i know
1: me. i mean there's lots of money internet uh sports <laughs> uh business like why do people work so hard i mean there's there's some really good topics in here so i mean all of them could be related to things that we've already talked about so yeah, I'm excited I would say to keep too going
0: that this section for me, or it was a lot of respect, like a new fa- or not maybe a newfound respect, but a new new appreciation and respect for the culture itself. Because I think when you look at some of these things at face value, like especially the bowing, like that's something that could be stereotypically mocked, you know, and or right. can be a lot of times, and it would be easy for me as an Americanized Asian person to just be like. Just be like, oh, whatever, you know, and then yeah. like laugh about it. But yeah. I don't want to laugh about it because it's, it's important.
1: And when I bought the book, it had all this, uh, you know, stuff on the cover of the book where it showed pictures of kimchi, soju, money, you know, some tennis shoes, the Pepsi logo, you know, it talked about that stuff. And I was like, okay, wonder how much is going to be in here. You know, it says from kimchi to K-pop to K-drama. But it's actually going deeper than that, which I like because I, I didn't want it to be all, you know – um, all pop fluff, culture no fluff right i didn't want it to be nice. all corny you know and things like that so <laughs> speaking okay. of corny
0: I, I was like here we go He's <laughs> <safe. He's laughs> Kong. come
1: on the show <laughs> speaking of corny we're gonna go to a food portion next with some corn <laughs>
0: we'll be right back roll the clip Welcome we back. We are back with the... <laughs> oh, we all wanted to go into this one. You go. Welcome back to the Corn Cheese Show. <laughs> I'm, your- <laughs> I'm your host, KJ. You're one, you're only, your very favorite host. That's right. He is the only host of the show. I am the other host of the show. And then and Nathan we also is have our a very honored group. guest. Don't be
2: confused. This is show.
1: not the start of the show.
2: Yeah, we're just in the middle of a show.
1: We're in the middle of a show, and we are not the Corn Cheese Show. We are eating... <laughs> The corn cheese.
0: If they made it this far, they should know that we're not the corn cheese show. Okay, I <laughs> hope so. <Unless> more, <laughs> more like the corny show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs>
1: that, so we lie. are That's eating... That's what you're paying for. Yeah, we are eating a crown, <laughs> crown product, and right. it is literally called the corn chi. So
0: I feel like something we haven't talked about in a while is the packaging uh, and what's going on outside of it. So really quickly, uh, for the listeners at home... It is just bold font, corn cheese, cream cheese. Uh, and then it has a stream of liquid cheese <laughs> falling down on what appear to be corn chips.
1: A waterfall of like sorts. corn noodles almost. Yeah. Corn noodles.
0: And right one up. of the corn noodles is, is so elated to be getting drowned in the cheese. He is saying, I want more! Exclamation or she, point. or they. They. Okay. They. Yeah. I will say they. Sorry. Not to we don't know their pronouns. The That's true. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you apologize
2: just, to the corn cheese.
0: Yeah, I the one on the back had too. Had to Maybe that's it. him. See, I had to talk about it because what? that is. Oh, they've anthropomorphized these. Oh yeah, it's it's these, wild. This packaging cheese. is
2: wild. Well, these the other other cheese. Thing,
0: they actually they're technically corn cheese because in the, on the back package there's a green arrow, and corn cheese is clearly one word. Mm-hmm. What? Oh I think, yeah. What I is corn
1: cheese? What is corn cheese? This is interesting. It is an upgraded Uh, soft and deep cream
0: cheese.
1: I don't know what that means, upgraded soft and deep cream cheese, but corn germs which look black dots on the snack are edible. Good to know. Is it
0: corn
2: germs? Yeah, Yeah,
1: that's what it says. I don't know if that's I feel like this
2: was translated from the original Scandinavian.
1: I don't think that was correct in the translation, but down below where the expiration date is, I like it It says, delicious promise. That's what I was just about to say. I'm like, Oh, it's a pinky
2: promise, too.
0: This thing is trying to sneak into my home and say, I got a delicious (laughs) promise for you right here. It's going to be good. I don't like that. Oh,
1: well. I don't know. We'll be the judge of that. All right, guys. Open. Okay, open at the top right. It says it. Yeah. Is that fun, top dude. Left. There, mine might explode. Yeah, top left, dude. Uh, what the viewers can't see also is that since I'm at high altitude, mine is as puffy as a giant balloon.
0: Oh, it smells good. And it's gonna explode when I open it. it. Smells mm-hmm. like a waterfall oh, okay. of cheese uh, right Ooh. off the bat.
1: So these kind of look like cheese, like Cheeto puffs, right? Like the cheese puffs. Yes,
0: they do look like. Puffs.
1: However, uh-huh. on the bottom of mine, it actually has like the, it's the I don't know the solidified cheese uh, base ah, to it what did I just eat what <laughs> I also oh, want to no? say this Spoiler? is very
0: false advertising from the coloration of these cheese things to the coloration of the cheese on the bag Oh what? wow!
1: okay so at first it tastes like a Cheeto like a cheese puff but uh, it's, what <laughs> uh, <laughs> it is way you. sweeter it is way sweeter than I thought that was gonna be
2: oh. <laughs> come here come try this <laughs>
1: I have another special special guest. That's the
0: cream cheese.
1: It is the cream cheese on the bottom of the puff.
0: Oh, I don't like that. Keep it inside. (laughs) I don't like the texture. I like the taste actually. The taste isn't too bad. The texture Nope.
1: Sarah's going for more. She's got She's got (laughs) it.
0: She likes it, she said.
1: It's not a bad taste. It's just an unfamiliar texture of having crunchy with creamy.
0: White cheddar. White cheddar cheddar Cheetos. Yeah.
1: But it's sweet. Whatever the the yeah, cream cheese is—it's sweet.
0: It kind of reminds me of like the white cheddar popcorn. That's what that tastes like, kind of. But with I a... can't
2: get over the cream cheese on it. Yeah. Weird, man.
0: And it's cold for some reason. That's why I don't. <laughs> yeah. It's weird yeah, that it's cold. I don't cold. understand that either. <laughs> it's weird that it's cold. I'm just gonna say that.
2: Hmm. Okay. The more I eat it, the more I'm used
0: to it I get. Yeah. I almost featuring a Sarah. Cameo. I'm, I'm picturing
1: it as a as a chocolate coating. Like a white chocolate no. coating and it makes me oh, feel if it better was chocolate
0: i would like that but how do you picture that ah how do you get your taste buds to change the taste of this to you chocolate? think oh, about sarah it came back for more oh okay i just made me spit out <laughs> cheese puff <laughs> all over oh I'm, she's back for another
2: sarah is making herself a little doggy bag it, i mean
0: it oh it's sticky too that <laughs> cheese, no, it smells, that's it smells like cheese okay
2: Here's the here's the main difference between this corn cheese and like a cheese puff or something like a, a Cheetos puff is like all of the American puffs have like a crispiness to them. Yeah. This one like dissolves. True. And so it's yeah. like not it's it's yes. a weird
0: because they're they're not they're not substantial. It's almost like they're hollow. And uh, it's like eating
1: like
2: a... Styrofoam it's like puffs eating hard. Um,
0: yeah. Oh, what do you know? What that like, tastes
2: like? Like fossilized uh, fossilized cotton candy. Fossilized okay. cotton,
0: huh. cotton candy. Cotton candy.
2: Yeah. I don't know. It's a weird... I Y'all I have s- to go out and buy it. <laughs> yeah. This is different. And try this. I, there's
0: literally not a good way that I can describe this. I will say that I have not yet consumed more than half the bag, so that should be saying something.
1: Mm. So it normally, wasn't false advertising. <laughs> if you actually look at the packaging again, with the stream of cheese flowing onto the cheese puffs on the front, there is a small section of it that is coated just like they really that's are, true. they're like the bottom of it is coated.
0: I was talking won't... about more of the color, though. Yeah, like this is a white—that is white cheddar. This is like very clearly mm. a nacho cheddar. Well, wow,
1: that is, it's definitely different. I it's, would not it's say wild. it's. No, I don't know. Let's go with ratings because that's where it's really again? gonna. Oh, I Sarah think is Sarah's... this
0: corn puff here? <laughs> I want more.
1: Sarah is giving it a five. We can tell. <laughs>
0: She ain't even mad about it. <laughs> she just go. I guess she's just a shrug. She's just do the shrug so emoji. What, is, out what does Sarah like, give it? Know. Five out of f- five oh, out of five. Also,
2: my cat likes it. So <laughs> okay, okay no, well, well hey. that
0: makes me not like it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give it to Vlad. See if he likes it. No way, Vlad can't have one of these corn cheese. <laughs> is it because it has Junchy John- <laughs> John- Mill in it?
2: Is so Vlad allergic Chino. to John- Junji John- John- Mill? Uh, it does say lactose, sweet whey powder, hydrogenated coconut yeah. oil, skin milk preparation, milk cream, starch syrup, sodium, Got a lot protein, of s- stuff. potassium, dye, phosphate. Mm. That's Junji meal. Interesting. And fresh cream powder. Oh, and Tariji meal. This is cool. This, I've actually not seen like Romanized Korean science flavors on this, so that's fun.
0: Anyways, ratings.
1: Go ahead, Patrick. You gotta eat
0: another one. Oh, you want me to go? Go ahead. All right. um, I'm gonna give this a three. I. It's not bad. It's not a bad snack, Uh, Crown. That's who you said did this? Yeah. Not a bad snack. I can't get over the wet, the wet coldness (laughs) of the cream Uh cheese. It Uh is weird. real weird. I can't get over it. (laughs) And I just feel like I'm not feeling this packaging. I want Mm. to like it. I really want to like this guy or this person, this thing down here, saying I want more, but it's just—I don't know. There's something about the packaging I'm just not—I'm not here for. So, three out of five cheese, maybe recommend for one try. Hmm. Nathan,
1: I'll go since uh, KJ is still eating it in a very. <coughs> Very scientific. I think
0: he's dead. Yeah, <laughs> I no, think I think he's,
1: he's really deeply...
0: I
2: really can't. I can't yeah, just, he's
1: like he's really like dissecting it bite by bite. I, I'm going to have was, to agree. At first, I, I'm going to say three out of five, because at first I'm thinking this is going to be like a Cheeto. It's a Cheeto puff. Even though it had some of that, you know, you could visually see the cream that was on the bottom of it. You could visually see that. You're like, okay, it's going to be, it's going to taste like cheese, which cheese is typically salty, but it's sweet. The, the cream cheese part is sweet, so it's a sweet and salty, which I normally wouldn't say is is bad, but I think it's the the contrast in the crunchy you know airy with the thicker creamy on the bottom that just throws me off. It's not the flavor the flavor is fine uh it's just i, I think I need, I need to get used to it um but yeah, three out of five i wouldn't I wouldn't not eat them, so and I'm not gonna. I'm not going to throw them out. I'm going to give them to my kids and see if they like them in a second. And uh, I'll save some for Allison. <laughs> I may continue to eat the rest, but it's actually a fairly big bag, too. It's, it's a good portion size, if you will.
0: I, want, I would like to go back and see how many times you've talked about your love of salt. on a not <laughs> <laughs> approximately 12
1: if this was if this was a tad saltier and cheesier i actually might like it better i would have probably bumped it up to three and a half or four
2: um yeah this is mind-blowing to me i'm gonna give it a solid three like squarely decent product um i can't get over like if you if you put it in your mouth it starts dissolving that's (laughs) what i mean by like fossilized cotton candy like it has more structure than cotton candy but it dissolves into nothingness just like cotton candy. It's like so your saliva like, is acid. Like by the <laughs> fact that it literally, it has an initial like breaking apart and then dissolves into powder immediately is like, I, I don't understand. And then Patrick, like you, the cold cream to how I don't, I don't, the cold, the fact that it's whatever, <laughs> whichever scientific discovery led us to cold powdered cream cheese flavor props like that is i i just i can't it's like i saw a great magic trick and i'm still freaking out about it um so yeah it's it's good i mean i wouldn't mind having more of them but like it's so weird to me texturally that like it erases any consideration of flavor or like it's all just like this is a weird experience but uh it's text- not in a yeah it's the texture not in really a bad way right just in a way mm mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. solid three out of five. Crown would yep. buy again. I'm actually, I would be more excited to give this to a bunch of people to, and say, try <laughs> right. this and just film their reactions because we all immediately like had thoughts about it, ate it, and we're like, ah! So, and, it, I'm glad, and then yeah.
1: we went back in for more. Wait, yeah, give now, me more now, of these.
2: Now I don't know if I, uh, Sarah literally flashed her hands four times. So she's giving this approximately a 40 out of five. <laughs> so... <laughs> She was like, Yeah, like she could basically be a a gif or an emoji. Like she was so vigorously a proponent for corn cheese. Okay. There you go. So she wants
1: us to change the name of the show to The Corn Cheese Show.
0: I (laughs) just want to start her own podcast called The Corn Cheese Show. There you go. There you go. I just like that you also knew that it or felt the cold of the cheese. Did you feel that, Nathan? It was just the texture.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was colder than the powdered part. And yeah. the, my scientific explanation of that is because your saliva is warmer and it probably melted the the powdery part first and then the other part stayed the colder temperature.
0: No, Nathan, I forgot matter. you went to school for chemistry. No, no not chemistry, business. <laughs> oh, yeah. My dad was That was chemist. your dad. That was your dad. <laughs> my dad. <laughs> I actually was serious for a second, but no, I, I am remembering correctly that your dad was the chemist. That's okay.
1: I have no clue what you went to college for.
0: <laughs> technically I didn't uh, no you did you went heyo, to it for a while heyo. and that's the rest of our show <laughs>
2: yep. wait well right. to find out more about where Patrick went to college uh, you can message us at John Chi Show on any of our social media platforms or send us an email to John G Show at just like dot com you head to John dot com slash support to find out all the ways to support the show uh, but really we just ask that you tell a friend and say hey uh, I like this podcast and I think that you would too. It's a lot of fun. I learned some stuff and also send her some adoptee voices because who knows, maybe your friend is adoptee, maybe they're not. Um, if you are a Korean adoptee and would like to be on our show, we would love to have you. Uh, there's a guest form for you to fill out, which I think is on the support page. Mm-hmm. If not, just message us. Um, we'd love to hear your story and to help um, share your story to the world. So please do that. Um, and if you want to reach out to your favorite podcast host, um then you're gonna have to figure out where to find them uh patrick you can go first if you so happen to be a person's favorite which i don't know that there are that many but
0: i don't think um, so if
2: you so happen to be a person's favorite where can they find you on the internet
0: uh they can find me at patrick in the world on instagram um if they're interested in what i'm currently reading uh which i'm trying to read a book a week they can follow me at patrick reads underscore uh i just started that Actually, I've been doing it for a few weeks now, um, and uh, that's it. I have a website, patrickintheworld.me, if you do want to go uh, look at some resources that have helped me on my journey. Nice. Nathan, that's if
2: right. if you are the favorite host and they want to talk to you, where can they find you?
1: If you'd like to talk to me, I am at nowalkphoto on Instagram, or nnowalk for my personal account. You can find my webpage, with the, which is nathannowak.com, and I'm on Facebook. And uh, yeah, love to talk to you about anything.
2: Nice. You can find me at KJ Relke uh, on all the places that I want to be found, or if you want to be an egalitarian, join us on our Facebook group, The John C Show After Party, and you can talk to all three of us and none of us <laughs> if you want to just talk to other fans of the show about things like uh, where to get chopsticks or uh, food recipes or Liverpool Football Club anywhere in between. It's it's kind of all over the place, but it's a good time to hang out. Um that is
0: it for Wait, us. That is not it. Um, <gasps> oh, dip. we dun, dun, dun. are <laughs> as we as we announced right after Con, we are going to be doing a live show in LA uh um, August 28th. Wait. Yes. August 29th.
2: At the end of August. At the end of <laughs> August. <laughs> yes.
0: Uh we should have some stuff coming out about that very soon, uh but please please stay tuned for that uh some other exciting <laughs> announcements coming around it it is but... the
1: 29th august 29th sunday
0: okay august 29th this will be the first time that we meet in person um yes. and we're going to be doing some really fun stuff thanks to our producer and because of the support you guys have given us on the show um and really excited for it so now yes. that is it stay tuned spoken, more information on that. to you what is going to happen at the end of august yeah. <laughs> and check All out right.
1: the as kj said check out our uh, support page we have a few new t-shirt designs up there that uh you oh, yeah. guys may be interested in so Thank you for all that have supported us. And, uh,
2: yeah. oh, also, we appreciate it. uh, welcome to the John Chi Show. This is your host, KJ. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just starting over. <laughs> no, that's right. We're just right back into it. Yeah. And welcome back uh, to the next week well, of yeah, the John we're Chi in Show.
2: Uh, yeah, we're digging through the Korean culture dictionary and we're trying to food. And... Did we mention uh, we're the Nathan, corn chi does... show? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nathan, what does corn chi mean to
1: you in it, Korean? It means uh, corn. <laughs> no, tell us in Korean, Nathan. Chi. It's the chi <laughs> of the ah, corn. <laughs> I, is All right. I have Perfect. no clue why Excellent. What is C-H-E-E
2: Alright we're and out of here too
0: silly <laughs> Goodbye <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> about to go And we're out and of here Gotta words, get out words, of here so. Gotta get out of here I'm just and gonna goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> That was pretty good
1: Goodbye everybody